If you're struggling with having your dog picking up cat poop, your dog's poop, although it's disgusting, we got to talk about it. Okay, it's something that you, you don't necessarily want to keep doing for the rest of your dog's life. You got to handle this problem. We got to do it right now. Okay, my name is Michael Asetta. I'm the host of the Acknowledged Dogs podcast, author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes, and founder of Matador Canine Brilliance. I've trained over 12,000 dogs. I'm an animal science degree with a concentration in canine management and techniques. I'm here to help you fix problem behaviors with your dog. Now, I understand dogs eating poop at a personal level. Both of my dogs are obsessed with my cat's poop. And I fixed it. I solved the problem. Although, you know, sometimes accidents still happen. They're dogs. They're animals. But 99% of the time, they will not eat my cat's poop. And I want to tell you how. I want to tell you exactly what I did and what you shouldn't do so that you can streamline the process. You can be effective in your training and you're not spending months, months trying to figure out what you need to do. Now, I've spent 10 years studying animal psychology, training dogs, but cats, cats have a mind of their own. They do not care about you. They do not care about dogs. They want to care about themselves. They're an apathetic roommate at best. So my first thought when my dog started eating the cat poop was wouldn't my cat, you know, get a little defensive about it maybe? Maybe, you know, you know, my cat would swat them while they were bugging him. Nope, cat didn't care. My cat just went about his business and my dogs were able to enjoy their feast. So my cat would go to the bathroom. One dog would go over, sniff it, maybe investigate. The other dog would be like, ooh, what are we looking at? And maybe they'd even growl at each other because of how high value this is. So if you're in that situation, you definitely need to listen till the end of this episode to fully understand what you need to be doing because that is the last thing you want. And that was the last thing I wanted. Once I started realizing that happened, okay, now I got to do something about it. Not only was it disgusting that my dogs were eating cat poop, but there was a potential of fighting over it. There was a potential of that. So why do dogs do this? Nobody knows. <laughs> They're investigating. That's how they investigate things. They eat. It tastes good. There's a, a multitude of reasons. And there's a multitude of solutions as commercial products to try to get your dogs to stop doing it. But I know many dogs, many dogs do not care about those things. And if you are listening to this, chances are you've tried those commercial products and you're still wondering what the hell do I do. Okay, so I'm going to tell you three things right now, three things that you can do to eliminate this problem. Number one, as with any behavior problem, you need to manage the situation. First thing I did was I got a cover for the litter box. Did that work? Yes, for one dog. Did it work for the other? No. Okay, so I had to put a cover on this big box. I, had, I spent $40 on a, a bigger litter box that my cat had plenty of time to go in. Of course, my cat also didn't like the cover. So that was a problem that I had to work out. But that was my first solution. Let me try this, see if it works. If it did, great, awesome, problem solved. My dogs can't eat the cat poop because they don't have access to it. I've managed the situation. But now my cat didn't want to go in the litter box. I either had to walk him over, pick up the lid, let him go, watch the dogs. I, I don't have time for that. I got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. You can't be doing that. The second option was to hide the litter box in a space that my dogs couldn't get to. So we ended up putting it in the laundry room. My cat could go to the laundry room, go to the bathroom, and the dogs didn't have a problem going in there because they didn't have access to the laundry room. You could put a gate up, right? You could have it in the bathroom, put a gate in front of the bathroom. Whatever you need to do, control your dog's environment 
so that they do not have access to the bad behavior you don't want them practicing in the first place. If they can practice the bad behavior, then they're going to get rewarded for the bad behavior. And we know that things that get rewarded consistently are very difficult to break. They're habits, just like me and drinking soda. I love drinking soda. And every time I have soda, I get reinforced for having soda. If every time I had soda, someone slapped me across the face, it probably wouldn't make a difference. I love drinking soda. Until I find something that I love drinking more, I'm not going to switch. I just love soda. That's my thing. Okay? Maybe I got to stop saying that's my thing because I find that reinforcing too. I'm a soda guy. Right? I got to find something that is more reinforcing. I'm a water guy. I'm a Gatorade guy. You know, something like that. So when it comes back to your dog, if they practice this bad behavior, it gets ingrained in their mind. It becomes a habit and it's very difficult to break. So we have to break the first part of the chain. We have to manage the situation. Don't let them practice the bad behavior. Okay, you could put a bigger litter box on top. You can move the litter box. Or in the event that your dog is eating their own poop, you gotta pick it up as fast as possible. Now I'll tell you a disgusting story. Because we're already here, we're already talking about poop. I'm gonna tell you a quick disgusting story. One of my clients had this problem with her own dog. So first thing she would do is pick up the poop as fast as she possibly could. Well, the dog really wanted the poop. So it would start to turn as it was pooping. Gross. I'm aware. I'm sorry for that graphic. But she had to then hold the dog's collar while it pooped so she could pick up the poop. That is amazing management, amazing parenting on her end. And that's what you need to be doing. If you really want to stop this behavior, that's what you got to do. Okay? I'm being real with you because I don't want you to have to suffer this much longer, if any, any longer. Okay? So take advantage of the opportunities where you can control their environment, where you can manage everything, and it'll be 10 times easier for you. The second way to do it is to teach a default. Default. Leave it. Not a leave it. Default. Leave it. There is a difference. Now, a leave it is when you say the word leave it, they stop what they're doing and they don't continue going after something. People use this day in and day out. Dog's chasing a squirrel, leave it, leave it. And then the dog stops chasing the squirrel maybe. The way I look at it, my dog shouldn't go towards anything that is their default until I say, go get it, right? Now, there's multiple ways to do this. It is an in-depth topic but it is important to understand how to do. So I'm not gonna go over it today in today's episode, but if you're struggling with Leave It, click the link below, get access to matadorcanine.com slash leave it. This is where we dive into the fundamentals of Leave It, how to control a default Leave It, and like maximize it, and then how to use it in a real world situation, in the environments that you actually need to, like poop, like chicken bones on the floor. One of my clients had a problem. She lived next to a, a, a wing joint. She had a husky. And so every time people would eat wings outside in the summer and they would just throw the bones, the dog loved it. But it's a hazard. It's a problem. It's dangerous to the dog. So we ended up implementing the same skills that you would learn in that course. And the dog never picked up another chicken wing. Like donuts, but it never picked up another chicken wing. We eventually worked on the donuts as well. But if you want to take advantage of that, click the link below. So you have to teach a default leave it. If you do not teach a default leave it, you will be constantly managing the situation. You'll be constantly trying to stop them, get ahead of them, race 
against them. And what can ultimately happen is they know that you're going to steal something from them, and they could become resource-guarding aggressive. Meaning, because it's limited, there's only this pile of poop. And because you are going to take it, they want to beat you to it. That's what happened with the dog that was turning. It wasn't aggressive-aggressive. It didn't get to that point yet. But it knew that if it didn't hurry up and get it, mom was going to take it. we got to teach them to be patient and wait and not go after it. They have to learn how to lead it. Number three. Now, this is where a lot of people jump straight to. And I put it last because of how important it is to think about it last. Okay? Everybody jumps to it first. I'm going to use an adversive to stop my dog from doing it. I'm going to spray him with a water bottle. I'm going to smack him. Okay? I'm going to put an e-collar on him. I'm going to correct him. I'm going to slap a, a newspaper against the counter so it makes this loud sound. I'm going to use a, a can of pennies. All that will do, I promise you, I promise you, all that will do is teach your dog to be sneaky. That's it. It'll just teach them how to be sneaky. It will not teach them what the expectation is, what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. It won't teach them that. It will teach them to be sneaky. They will wait until you are not present and they will do it anyway. Right? Think about strict kids. I'm sorry, strict parents make sneaky kids. That's something I heard as a kid growing up. Oh, strict parents make sneaky kids. Right? You got the, the mom and dad who, you have to do this, you must be home by 8 o'clock. What ends up happening? The kid stays out till midnight. Now, this is not a product of, oh, well, if I just gave my kid a curfew of 12 o'clock, they would come home at 8. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if strict parents say you got to be home by 8, the parent, the kid might come home at 8, but then sneak out the back window. Classic movie. Strict parents make sneaky kids. Strict dog owners make sneaky, sneaky dogs. And in this case, the sneakiness could end up with disease. Dogs eating cat food, wild cat food, they could get a disease. It's unhealthy. It's not safe. It's also disgusting. Right? It is disgusting to have to clean your dog's mouth or try to take it out of their mouth. Not, let alone poop. I've known dogs that have swallowed socks, have eaten shoes, have eaten lighters. Those are not safe. You have to control their environment. You have to teach them what the expectation is. And you can't rely on punishing them. It's not going to work long term. It will work for right now. And punishment is reinforcing to you because it worked right now. But it will not fix it later on. Now, am I saying you should never correct your dog? No. There is a perfectly fine situation that I am unaware of where it's okay to correct a dog, I'm sure. Right? Stopping your dog and correcting your dog are two different things. So you can, you can stop your dog by giving them attention and asking for their attention back. So if my, cat, my dogs were going towards the cat poop, I could simply say their name. I'd say, Hawk, Tommy. And they'd pick their head up, they'd look towards me, and I'd go, yay, good boy. And I would engage with them to get them away from the cat poop, as long as I saw it. But if you're not seeing it, there's no way you could correct them anyway. And once they've eaten the cat poop, once you've realized, right, let's say you went to the cat litter, and they've already eaten it, and you're like, oh, I thought my, dog, I thought my cat pooped, right? Once they've done it, you can't punish them. It's already positively reinforcing, just like I said before with the soda. If I'm drinking soda and it's reinforcing, 
I love it. It's great. And someone were to slap me across the face, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything because of how reinforcing it is. So the poop, as reinforcing and disgusting as it is, you cannot punish and get them to stop doing that unless you went to exorbitant amounts of punishment, which is not ethically okay. So don't punish your dog. Don't yell at him. Interrupt them positively. It's called positive interrupter. I'm going to engage with them. I'm going to get them to engage with me outside of the situation that they were going to have a problem in. That's also a part of management. And then you got to teach them a default leave it. Have to, have to, have to teach them a default leave it. That's exactly what I ended up with doing with my dog. So after I managed the situation, I then worked with it. I had him on a leash. We were next to the cat litter. And every time they got engaged, they were like, hmm, is there poop in here? And they picked their head up away from the cat litter. I would then mark and reward them. And all I did was reward them for being further and further and further away from the cat litter. And then we just elevated the level of excitement. So we did this outside with other cat poop because we had stray cats in the neighborhood. Okay. I did it with their own poop. My dog will not go near his own poop now because he knows how reinforcing it is to not be near his poop. It's almost a problem now. <laughs> He'll go to the bathroom and he will walk as far away as possible. In fact, the next day he won't go near his poop because he knows it's a much better for him to be over here out of the way than it is for him to be near his poop. That's the power of positive reinforcement and teaching them long term. If you have other behavior problems, click the link in the description to get the Resolving Complicated Bad Habits Without Using Punishment ebook. It's completely free. It's a short read, but it is packed with useful information. Please take advantage of that. The more people take advantage of it, the more benefit I get out of it. I just feel good because I know you guys aren't struggling with problem behaviors and resorting to punishing your dog, which I know doesn't work. So take advantage of that. Please take advantage of that and actually see benefit results with your dog instead of having to punish them because you guys just don't know. So I'm giving you the information so that you can know how to stop those bad habits. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. If you want to connect with us on social media, please do so. I'd love to hear your feedback on how you like the episodes, what questions you may have, what topics you want me to cover. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next time.